We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. It's always great to be in your energy and feel your presence as I do these shows here on Empower Radio. So in a world filled with pressures to be who others want us to be, how do we stay in touch with who we were created to be? For me, a significant part of this is remembering and claiming the truth of who I am through creativity. I believe when we turn inward with the intention to know ourselves more deeply and open to inspired states of creativity, what we can tap into is sometimes unexpected, revealing, and often healing. This process can take some courage and usher us out of our comfort zone, but like so many things, the more we do it, the less frightening it becomes. For me today, creating is no longer a head-based activity, but a heart-based experience. It reminds me of what it felt like to be back in kindergarten, creating for the sake of joy rather than from that place of fear and concern about what I'm making and what it might look like. Today, I have great fun painting, writing books, blogs, and poems. I make jewelry, and I paint mandalas, and I love facilitating classes and workshops where I support others in relaxing, trusting, and expressing their personal brand of creativity. So today, I'm super excited to be connecting with another very creative soul. She's an author, psychologist, counselor, and teacher, and facilitator of art through healing. I'm here with Dr. Lynetta Willis. Dr. Willis specializes in spiritually centered psychotherapy, trauma healing, and mindful parenting. As a speaker, teacher, and blogger, she delivers inspirational messages with practical guidance. Dr. Willis has extensive experience and a passion for providing workshops, classes, and support groups. She's been featured as an expert on many radio programs and the guest trauma expert on the television series, Law and Society. She's also been a guest co-host on The Circle on AIB Network. Dr. Willis is trained in EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and has worked with organizations that utilize creative arts in group format and has helped soldiers, veterans, and children heal from trauma. Dr. Willis is also the author of a Nautilus award-winning book, My Forgotten Self, a children's book about self-worth, purpose, and unconditional love. So, Lynetta, I'm so happy you said yes to doing another show with me. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's always a great time with you. I am so honored. So I had you on last week and we talked about your amazing book, My Forgotten Self. And I think it's such an important um, message for children and for adults. So Mm -hmm. it's just really incredible. And something you write in this book that I just love, it stopped me dead in my tracks and was one of those goosebumps, God bump situations. Do not let others define what they did not create. You are a treasure. Remember this now and forever. That's some good stuff. Yes, yes. You know, that, funny enough, is the most popular line in the book. I actually, I did a pre-launch event at the Decatur Book Festival, and I, um, one of the mothers who purchased the book at that time, she emailed me, and she said, do you mind if I put that quote on my daughter's, my daughter's wall? Because <laughs> I love it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Don't, just please. I think it should be on every child's wall. Put it on there. 
So I, you know, and the beautiful thing is that children really soak it in. Um, they get it. I, I was in my house and my son and my daughter were playing with each other. He's seven and she's three. And I guess she said something to him that he didn't like because I heard him belt out. You will not define what you did not create. I am a treasure. Fantastic. (laughs) So I told my husband, I said, if nobody else read my book, that kid read my book. (laughs) So it really is something. It's short, it's sweet, and it's so powerful. People can really, really soak it in. Yes. I just think it's so good. I I can sit with that and meditate on that and just keep getting. nourished and nurtured by that on a soul level. So I just really love that. And from my perspective, that must have been downloaded. That must have been just a creative moment for you as maybe the whole book was. Is that is that the case? Oh my gosh, yes. The whole book was a complete download. It really, you know, quote unquote, growing up as a psychologist, we're not always taught to honor that intuitive piece. You know, we're scientists, practitioners, researchers, you know, so this and, and, but it's always been something that I've held on to. So this was, this was an experience that really affirmed that to me, for me. Um, I was actually raised in a black Baptist church and I have a lot of positive feelings associated with that experience. I mean, the worship, Amphibeat, the fellowship, the gospel music. I mean, I have so many fond memories of that experience and the messages that were delivered were not always empowering in terms of who we are as spiritual beings. I've heard, words like dark, unworthy, bad, lobbed around about who we are. So in 2010, I was convicted to read the Bible for myself. And along with a friend, we started a Facebook group. And by the time we started reading it, we had 100 members dedicated to reading the Bible in six months. And so we got started. And the experience was really transformative because the text came to life for me in so many ways. Verses I had never heard before or seen before just lit up. Um, And then during that time, I attended a creative arts workshop with some colleagues of mine and the creative arts workshop facilitator, we got to the creative writing portion and she said, okay, you need to write a story. And the only rule is it has to begin with the words once upon a time. (laughs) So I said, okay. So I wrote once upon a time at the top of the paper and the words just started to pour out of me onto the paper. Like they, they were coming so fast. I even remember mumbling. I can't write that fast. And so I had to like write words in the margins to remind me about what was to come next. And then after I did it and I read it to the group, um, a number of people were like, that sounds like a children's book. So then I took it to some professionals in the writing field and they were like, no, yeah, this can definitely work. So I didn't, it was interesting because talking about creativity, what I didn't realize was that, well, two things. One, I really believe that, um, the divine essence of our soul is expressed through creativity in a language that we can understand. It's really how our soul speaks. And I really feel like this was, the, this was my soul's way of, of expressing a really important message that countered some of the things that I heard early. And I actually broke it down into, and I couldn't do this when I wrote it, of course. This was years later. Um, I actually broke down, like, what are some messages that this story that, you know, I picked up while reading in the Bible that manifested in the story? And there were four of them that I, that really stood out to me. One, that God is not a man on a cloud, but is a presence within us, um, that we're divinely created spiritual beings. You know, that quote, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. Um, we are powerful. We're worthy. We're beloved. And... We have divine powers within us, and when we consciously align with those powers, 
we can deliberately and intentionally direct that power through faith. And as Jesus said, we can move mountains. You know, so these were things that I didn't realize it at the time, but were, they were seeds that were being planted in me. And I think my soul creatively expressed and allowed those seeds to sprout in the form of the story that I had absolutely no intention of writing at all, even wasn't even thinking about children's stories at the time. I love that. Well, and it's so interesting what can happen when we open ourselves to creativity. And it's not like, you know, I, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. It's like, oh, if I'm going to create, it has to be a masterpiece. And that mm-hmm. scared me. So then it would paralyze me and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to do it. I wouldn't even start. So I, I decided to not do that. I decided just to create for the sake of creativity, not for the sake of creating a product or something awesome, just to have fun, just for the joy of it. And as I did that, there are things that I created were really not something I'd want to share with anyone, but other things happened right. that were like, wow, I'm, I can't believe I did that. And, um, mm-hmm. and now when I facilitate classes, people will say, I can't believe I did that. I'll say, you didn't, God did it through <laughs> you. You were a vessel exactly. for creativity to um, come through and, and manifest in physical world reality. And often that evokes tears. And what I, what I got when I read your book was that you were definitely a vessel for the creative, the divine creative to work through you. And I'm so glad you had the courage to do it. And it's just, um, it's a gift. It was definitely a gift given to you or through you, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because when you say, you know, you feel like things have to be a masterpiece and and it paralyzes you. And I think that happens so often. So I'll often tell people, if you're a writer, paint, if you're a painter, I don't know, go out and do dance, you know, like don't, if you, if you're, if you're feeling that paralyzed state, do something that is so far out of the realm of your experience that you're not going to care because you realize I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm just going to have fun with it because I really do believe that it's helpful to keep that channel open. And the more we create, the more we write, you know, as I published this book, I haven't been keeping to, little confession, I've not been keeping to my writing as much as I had been. I had a very strict regimented schedule, and I can feel the impact when I sit down to write again. You know, I feel a little rusty now and again, you know, but when I do write, things flow through me. I mean, it, I will sit down and I will literally write out a conversation with spirit, me, spirit. I will ask a question. I will I'll write an answer. I'll ask another question. I'll write another answer. You know, and I, and, and I realized that writing is the way that I connect. That is how I express that creativity in the way that means the most to me um, and the way that I can hear my soul speak, right? So, and for different people, it's going to be different things. Another funny story, when I was um, actually going through the Bible, I wasn't racing through it at all. What I would do is I would go up and after putting my son to bed and I would open the Bible and I'd have my journal ready and I'd start reading and I'd write notes and all of this stuff. And I was talking to my friend who's an Episcopal priest and I was telling him this process and how the story evolved. And he said, well, of course it was powerful. What you were doing is called Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina. And I was like, wait, there's a name for that? <laughs> now say like, that name again. Yes, I want to hear this because I'm not familiar with this term and I want to hear it. Yeah, so it's basically an old Christian meditation technique where 
you sit down and you read a verse, sacred scripture, it doesn't have to be a Christian text, of course. Um, I've also done it while reading the Bhagavad Gita, you know, but you sit uh-huh. and you read um, a sacred text, something that's meaningful, and you meditate on it. And then you just write what comes to you. Ah. And you meditate and you pray on it, you know, and it can be done in many different ways. So I didn't realize it, but that's essentially what I was doing. I would read sacred text and then I'd write about it, you know, and while that happens, seeds are being planted deep, deep within. Um, and, and they will, they will show up in different ways, you know, but it's just a constant. And I did this for really over six months. And what, um, what was amazing, it's amazing how creativity can impact, I am a true believer in this, will impact how you, your, how impact you on a vibrational level. Yes. Because I remember during that time, and it actually freaked me out. It doesn't freak me out anymore when it happens, but it freaked me out at the time. People would literally walk up to strangers and they'd be like, I want to have coffee with you. Can we talk? I walked into a training once and this woman I walked in late. I was bumbling around. I was making all this noise. And during the break, a woman walks over to me and I'm like, oh, man, she's going to say something about how, you know, annoying I was. And she comes over and she says, hi, I have a room in my house. Would you like to stay in the room when you come here for the weekends on this training? And I was like, what? You know, so I mean, it seems like that. I'm a total stranger and you're inviting me into your house. You know, but by this point, I was used to it. But it, it really does, it like cleanses you on some level when yeah. you are able to connect creatively because it doesn't require words. It doesn't require intellect. It doesn't require that you know. It just requires that you be. That's all it asks of you, that you be and you allow. And that really is it. It's, it's that allowing receptive state. And I will say often creativity has been my lifeline to the creator. For me, creativity is just celebrating that relationship with that something greater. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think through the book, you know, I'm, I'm finding that I love connecting with kids. I actually did this reading at this school. And at the end of the reading, I'll always say, well, we'll define what a treasure is. And I'll say, um, would you believe me if I told you that you were a treasure? And I did this one reading and there was about 10 kids in the room. They were first graders and maybe two or three of them shook their head. Yes, immediately. There was a few of them that were kind of sitting there like they were still thinking. But I remember there was one little girl in the front. She just shook her head. No. And I said, maybe she didn't understand what I said. So I kind of bent down and I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you you were a treasure. She shook her head. No again. And it really broke my heart. And in that moment, I realized there are so many kids in this world that would shake their head no, because they don't get how valuable they are. And that's the message that this book carries. It's this idea that you are valuable and I need you to know this. (laughs) I need you to know that you're valuable and you're powerful and you're worthy. Um, I had another mother who emailed me and she told me after I did a reading, her daughter went to her grandparents' house. She was like um, three or four. She's probably four. And she ran in. She said, grandma, guess what? We're all treasures, you know, so so kids get this. I think we often think, oh, we don't need to talk about spirituality with kids because they're not really going to get it or we'll just limit it to Bible stories and cute music, you know, but you can sit down with a child and ask them questions or allow them to explore text. That's what I like about this book. It really does lend itself for a conversation. Who do you think I am as? 
Yeah. You know, like what kind of relationship do um, we have with, with, with I am? Do you feel that? You know, what does it mean to be valuable? You know, there, there are questions, you know, what does it mean to have power in you? These are questions that children will be able to engage you on if you make it, you know, on their level that will understand it. I love that. And this is one of the quotes in your book, again, that was just like so amazing. The power of love lies within us and can help us become many things. You too are a treasure, beloved child. Who could you become if you let yourself search, find, feel, hear, heal, speak, see, and create and love? Yes. You know, that's that's amazing. (laughs) That's one of those things that you can like sit and meditate with. It's like, wow, who could I be if I allowed myself to just to enjoy and experience and express? You know, I just think that's such a powerful message. It is. It is. And, you know, funny, another little confession. When I first wrote the story, that was one of the lines that I was like, what does that mean? Like, you know, I really, out of of everything in the story, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 I got all this. This is great. And then I get to that line and I'm like, huh. I mean, I could understand what it meant technically, but like on a level, I was like, I feel like there's something deeper here that I'm not grasping. Mm-hmm. And over the years of sitting, because I actually wrote the story in 2010, and now we're in 2016, and I'm releasing it. But um, you know, when I really sat with it, and and you know, did a lot of reading and writing and meditating, I realized that that line for me is really about alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's talking about the fact that when we align with, you know, saying the power of God or the power of love lives within us, and when yes. we let ourselves. Right. So when we make the intentional choice to see, speak, create, feel all of that through our divine powers within, we'll remember who we are. Yes. Right. So that alignment piece will bring us to that point. And then we can consciously and intentionally live in love. You know, and, and so for me, I love that line because it really helps me to hone in on how can I raise my vibration through my words? How can I raise my vibration through my creativity, through um, how I feel, the types of feelings that I choose to have in any given moment, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's even something we can do with children. I remember I was listening to my son tell my daughter, he was yelling, he was yelling at her about something that she had done again. And, um, (laughs) you know, I turned to him, I said, wow, that was a lot of power you put out there. You know, I wonder if you used words towards your sister in love, what might that have sounded like, you know? And sometimes he'll say, you know, I really don't care because the only thing that she's in right now is on my nerves, you know, but there are this one particular time he sat still for a moment. And, um, I didn't think after a while, I didn't think he was going to say anything, but then he turned to her and he said, that really hurt my feelings. Can you please not do that again? And I was like, what just happened? You know? So I mean, he got it. I didn't even really have to explain to him that it was that sense of, okay, if I do this, if I use my words in love, what would that sound like? Right? So we can well, teach and, our children how to do that. Well, and I, I, what I love so much about what you're saying there is that you asked an open-ended question and allowed him to consider and contemplate and express. And I feel like, again, yeah. so much of what I want to do in this point in my life is, is live more from that, um, beginner's mind and questioning mm-hmm. answers can show up and things can show up and wisdom can show up in ways that it's, it, it, 
it blows my mind. It didn't come from the mind. It's like he spoke from his heart there. That was incredible yeah. how you facilitated that and that he was open to that. So to me, what yeah. creativity really is, is about living from that more open state of questioning and allowing, mm-hmm. allowing yeah. things to bubble up and be revealed um, to me and through me. It's like what you had said earlier. It's like the kingdom of heaven is within. How do we tap into that mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven? How can we tap into that kingdom of heaven? And it seems like you have a lot of um, ways to do that. You, you help f- facilitate that for your children and through your book and, uh, and your words and your wisdom. And I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely been one of those things where I did not intend to do this. You know, <laughs> I'm sort of just on this path and I'm learning to allow and, and it's, it's such a powerful process for my growth and development because creativity isn't something that is necessarily wielded in, in like a sword, you know, and we direct it in the direction we want to go. Of course, we have influence on it. We can decide certain things, but I'm really learning how to let go and allow and to live in my sense of purpose and my sense of worth and my sense of value. And I truly believe that if we do that, and we teach the next generation how to do that. I would love it if we could be in a world, and I don't know, it's Pollyanna, but I'd love it if we could be in a world where all the children know how to align and be aware and feel empowered and embrace the present moment. And, you know, I, I think those things are natural to who we are. Yes, I think, I think all of true. the constriction and the striving and all that, that's not natural who we are. It's what we do to create, to deal with the fears and imbalances that we feel. But it's not our natural state. Watch a child play. That's our natural state. Right. Watch a child I totally laugh. Agree. That's our natural state. Yeah, the Course you know? of Miracles and has a great line. It says, love is what we're born with. Fear is what we're taught. Absolutely. So it's unlearning what we've been taught and going back to our natural state and to be like little children. Because that's how you enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Absolutely. As a child, as a child. And I just hope and pray that this book is one piece that can add to a family's um, attempts to really, you know, enter the kingdom of heaven within, right? Like by scripture consistently says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then the disciples asked Jesus, where is the kingdom of God? Can we Google map it? And Jesus said, no, not really. It's within you. You know, so really teaching ourselves and our children how to dive within, you know, to find that joy and that sense of worth and that value and not continuously look out or even look to other people to define that for you. You know, we don't need other people to define us unless we, people don't have the power to define us unless we give it to them. Unless we say here. Yeah, you know, you can find me. Which is, yeah, when and when you give your power away like that, that's the opposite of being truly authentically empowered. Looking to the world or others for your sense of value and safety, and I don't find peace or joy in that place. But it's Mm -hmm. funny as I as I allow God to define me as a powerful, valuable, incredible spiritual being, I do tend to attract people that reflect that back to me, and I'm sure that's your experience as well. Yes. It absolutely is. You know, when we, I think when we're vibrating at a certain level, people, yeah, people come to us yeah. that, that share in vibrational alignment with us, yeah. you know, and support us. finds its own level. 
Take responsibility for your connection to your creator. You increase your vibration. Water finds its own level. Absolutely. And then sometimes we'll have people that come in and they challenge. They challenge. And you know what? On my higher-minded days, I welcome them because that leads me to grow too. You know, it leads me to keep, and it keeps me humble. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so aligned. I am great. And then I'm <laughs> so like, there I go, falling off the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love that. You are the cutest thing. I just adore you, Lynetta. And um, I know my listeners do too. So where can they get more of you? Yeah, so um, you can go to the book's website, myforgottenself.com, and there are some things there, there's some activities and things like that that you can download and also find more out about the book and me. Um, the book's available on Amazon.com. If you're in the Atlanta area, it's available at the Truth and Treasures Bookstore at Hillside International Truth Center and also at Unity North. If you're in the Athens area, it's available at Ann Peden's Gifts in Watkinsville. Um, and I also have another website called Paths to Self, P-A-T-H-S, to Self, and there will be some fun giveaways there as well. Well, sweet thing, I love your wise mind and your sweet heart and your sensational soul. I just think you're just, um, you've been a treat for me today, and I'm just very, very grateful. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. And to my listeners, you are the reason I do the show. I mean, it's really fun to talk to my guests, but you know, it really is about sharing this um, message of love and empowerment with you. So please be in touch with me. If you have any thoughts, ideas, if you want to talk about anything, if you want to download my free program and my ebook online, it's my honor. It's why I've created it. It's about relationships, about connection. So Tammy B PhD, Be in touch and know that you're in my heart and meditations every day. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.